Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite our poor measurables, statistics, and tape, we've got great potential. It's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. With me today, as always, my fellow Mavs fan for life. You can find him at Reddit Mavericks, Ruben Tomas. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. You know, my, my uh, I don't think you guys can see it, but I have a bunch of shit just in my, uh, my office. Uh, we're getting uh, our floors replaced. Oh, fun. So, yeah, I can't believe I'm able to record today, actually. You know, uh, this is an audio, vis- or audio medium, so yeah. I'm glad we were mentioning this. But yeah. with us today, we have our very own draft expert. Uh, you know him on Twitter, at MavsDraft. Richie, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How- Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. We're happy to have you on. We're happy to finally funnel, uh, or at the very least, uh, have someone to... Uh, properly answer these draft questions we get so frequently so thank you so much for being on yeah i'm excited i'm very excited for these questions every fucking week (laughs) (laughs) well ruben's uh main mode of answering questions is fuck i don't know i don't know bro like yeah i like him like (laughs) all right just judge off just judge off their face and name that's a bro the name just as good as doing your research you can do the names the names are the best part about like new 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 blood coming into the league you know i love names it's amazing like like i remember uh, i think you were part of this when josh jackson in 2017 everybody like in our group was like Man, this guy has bust face. He's got a bust name, like, and he busts. Yeah, it yes. works. It's yes, hundred. Like, <laughs> anecdotal evidence. That's hundred percent. Exactly. Like, like wait till next year. Like, there's a guy, and it's not spelled like this, but Kofi Coburn is going to be a superstar. It's spelled. Uh, it's. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but it's C O C K B U R N is how you spell it. Oh uh, yes, okay, yes. That dude is going to be a star. Based on uh, well, that's going to be great on Twitter. This reminds me of a, of a fantasy basketball draft uh, where I this was I was a little less of a basketball fan then. And so uh, my girlfriend at the time helped me pick my choices strictly by haircuts. Um, and it was a terrible way to draft. I would never suggest it again. It was just uh, like, I think the only good player at the time was Jimmy Butler, and that was the only. It was Jimmy Butler. I think I had uh, Amon Shumpert like round two. Oh Jesus! Um, it was, Did you like the high tops? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, was a, not a good moment um, uh, in fantasy uh, history. Anyway, so uh, we're going to be talking a whole lot of draft today, guys. Um, but uh, I guess like the first like kind of news bit that was really exciting today was uh, we got ourselves a little Woj flare gun. I wouldn't call it a bomb. It was just a signal of more things to come. Uh, seems that the uh, OKC and the Lakers have come to some sort of agreement that is, for the most part, Dennis Schroeder for some draft picks, potentially Danny Green. 
either way, I don't think the trade itself is that interesting more than it is just I'm excited about more trade news that's about to happen. So what are your thoughts on this trade? What do you think? Yeah, it's nice for the silence to be broken. Um, <clears throat> I was interested to see how little they got for him. I felt like 28 was pretty low, but uh, ultimately I think this is kind of a swing that Oklahoma City is going to use just to make a bigger move. Because I think Woj said they have like 16 first-round picks in the next five yeah, years. They do. Which is, which is just absurd. Uh, like, shout out to the Clippers and all, but um, – and even, I think, the Pacers, too, for the Paul George thing. Yeah, like, the Paul George, yeah. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams shredding their stuff. You might not be able to make a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and even coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You've been evaluating basketball for what? Like, what got you started really picking up the game and really like evaluating prospects? So I learned to read by reading free agency reports in ni- like 1998, 1999. <laughs> um, like I remember seeing BJ Armstrong retiring. Like I still remember that very vividly. Um, and I actually, I rediscovered some of those recently. I posted that like, and I was like, dang, I remember these guys. This is how I learned to read. Um, so like basketball naturally was just like there. That's kind of what started my life. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but the main thing, like in 2003, I remember the big draft, obviously. And then the next year, the Magic, like, I'm from Orlando, so I never got to – I never gave up. I'm very indecisive, so I just kept both the Magic and Mavs when I yes, moved he here. Uh, as a five, as a five-year-old, I made the uh, intelligent decision. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I, the Magic had the first pick in 2004, and I was like, hmm, Emeka Okafor and Dwight Howard, these guys are both good. And uh, <laughs> and, and I uh, – I liked the draft class. I looked it up and I was like, oh man, Dwight Howard's good. And like, I was so excited. I watched the draft. Then from there, I'm just obsessed about the draft. Like every year I was like, oh man, it's going to be the best. I remember like 06 was another one that got me into it. Where, uh, where's Hyrus Thomas, like all that, like that whole class of Marcus Aldridge, Barnani. I remember all that stuff vividly. So like, I just love the idea. It's like, you're almost predicting the future, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that kind of drew me. And I started map draft funny enough, like uh, in 2017, I was just, I was annoyed because my, or I wasn't annoyed. I didn't want to annoy people on my Mm -hmm. personal account by just posting basketball that just did not care. Cause my then girlfriend Mm -hmm. followed me, like all her sorority sisters followed me. And I was like, man, these people do not give a damn (laughs) at all. And so I was like, I I should probably put this somewhere. And I made a site cause it was like 10 bucks. I was like, Hey, if it pans out, it pans out. Right. And like, all I wrote about, like I have, my big piece was Donovan Mitchell. I was Mm -hmm. like, imagine you take this guy. And like, we were talking about Alonzo. I was too scared to do it, but I really wanted to put Donovan Mitchell above him. Instead, I put eight and seven or nine and eight, something like that on my board. Sure. Um, and if Donovan Mitchell stuck. I got a following. I'm like, well, damn, I guess uh, I guess I got to stick yeah. to this. And I, I love it, though. Like, I mean, the idea of, like, like I said, the predicting the future almost aspect is just super exciting to me. Like, you get to see them before and track, and it's fun. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of guys' careers play out because I followed the draft. Yeah, and I mean, like, Richie sold me on Donovan Mitchell a long time ago. Man, that was my boldest. That is easily my boldest thing. I thought it was so obvious. And I remember, like, I mean, you are Reddit Mavericks. Uh, Like, I remember on Reddit Mavericks, uh, not not the Twitter account, but on the the actual subreddit, people were like, this guy, literally, I remember, this guy is a peasant. What you see is what you get. And I responded, like, perfect. What he sees is what he get. I want him at number nine. (laughs) And and I'm – like, I wouldn't change it, though. I would not have the Mavs take him. I'm glad how everything played out. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's sorry. That was a way too long of an answer. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's uh, I, I want to learn more about like how you got into evaluating players. And it's like, I resonate with that because I feel like my, my love of reading comes from reading the sports pages of Dallas, uh, Dallas yeah. Morning News. So like yeah. uh, Tim Callishaw was one of my favorite authors. <laughs> you know, and I, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, it's just like, who, like people are saying like Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe. It's like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark Stein. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. So I, I guess another thing is, do you watch a lot of college tape or are you do you watch a lot of college just in general and do you watch so, a lot of euro league like i guess those are the so two. i hate watching college basketball i watch yeah. college the most uh right. unfortunately i i hate watching it live unless i'm at the game right it is just a brutal brutal uh product like if you breathe on somebody the refs are calling fouls and i hate the the one in one i hate the way they do their fouling i hate it all i could go mm. on for days i hate it but being there live is fun uh sure. euro is a little bit harder to get my hands on a lot of mm-hmm. it's you know more limited uh sure. i have synergy so like literally i can watch d3 games it's a lot easier just awesome. to watch the ncaa so i do have a leg up on that but i hate the fact that i can't watch a bunch of euro games because there's so many sleepers mm-hmm. every year there's guys that i'm just like damn i i don't know where to find anything on them totally and uh that part does suck but i try to do as much europe stuff as possible Excellent. So I, yeah, I, I can't agree with you more as far as college basketball to me, like the, the quintessential college play to me is a bunch of dudes that are roughly the same height, all in the paint, trying to make a layup and it's just offensive rebounds and layup. Like that's the college the basketball spacing. play that I fucking hate. I'm like, God, just someone get it and just throw it out of bounds so you can start over. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm so tired of just like, just the, the, that to me looks like intramural ball that I just, I, I can't, yep. that I just. Yep. Yeah. There was a play this year that I saw at Michigan. It was Michigan state. It was a conference game. It was Michigan state, like Ohio state or something. Sure. And dude, they had a post up at like almost the three point line. What does he do? He passes to a post up at the paint. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, double just, posting up. I'm just imagining like, this. It's so bad. I remember, like, someone tweeted, I'm like, hey, I've seen this. I've seen this. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. It happened so many times that game. And it's like, holy hell, what are we doing, dog? Oh, like, God. it's so bad. <laughs> I'm like, under the impression. I think specifically with college basketball coaches, they just seem to have a longer tenure and a longer leash amongst pro- like professional coaches. Like, like, college football coaches get like you get like two years and if you're not making a difference or making a difference in recruiting you're out but like in specifically like major conferences like what was it like i think avery johnson was a alabama coach for like five years and didn't do anything like they just gave him yeah leash and i think like i i wonder if that has something to do with it where they're just willing to play the safe game like without being interesting or uh innovative at all specifically with like I don't know. I'm thinking of, I think of like the, the high school coach that like doesn't punt and doesn't uh, and just does all offside kicks and like goes for a fourth down a hundred percent of the time. Like just like messes with like the strategy of it. I like, I wish college coaches did that more. I wish coaches did that more. Like I understand like in the professional level, you're, you're trying to like, you know, you have a baseline of risk you're trying to manage, but with college, like if you're in a division three team, like, why not start five point guards, figure it out. Like have some fun with it. Like, like, okay, let's make sure that we don't uh, recruit anyone uh, shorter than six, eight. Like, let's just, <laughs> why not? Let's just figure it. Let, let's do something weird and see if it works out. Like, uh, I guess that's more 
the G League's bag where they should be doing that. But like, that's that's just my creative ramblings. Anyway, so uh, moving on, like, um, what is a tendency or attribute in a prospect where you just immediately write them off? Where you're just like, no, nah, that's just not going to work. Honestly, like, there's not one thing because I think it's the various per person the biggest one is like i mean can they shoot that's like at this day and age can mm-hmm. they shoot do they are do they have awareness and like the physical element like i guess the one i i like people for the most part they have to have something really good to make up for i'm i'm a sucker for guys that like they're actually the opposite of whatever the sucker is but like i don't like players that like just can barely touch the rim and there's a lot of them like you'd be shocked there's a lot of people that just like cannot they're not athletic and like at the end of the day the nba is just you're you can only go so far like how many how many top 100 players are there that just are not good NBA athletes? Like four. And Luca is not one of them. I refuse to count him as that. No. Like, he I'm can, not he can dunk. People, he's white, <laughs> but he's not. Yeah. No, like he's athletic. He just like, and I, I say that, but like, no, literally people put him there because of his skin. And like, he's, sure. that's just not it. Like there's different elements of athleticism. I'm talking guys that like literally are not good athletes. And there's a lot of them. Would you say he has deceptive athleticism? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, like, but for real, like, he's got a good first step. Like, he can break through. He can slow down as quick as he speeds up. Like, that's that's rare. He's also fucking you know? strong, and no one's giving him credit for that. Like, that dude can bolt yeah. through some, like, some punishment. Like, yep. he does the Euro, I've been shot anytime someone, like, gets an elbow on me or whatever. But, like, he's still, like – what it takes like the amount of force it takes to get those drives successfully um like that's it's underrated how much of an athlete he is so i, I agree with yep. you there um yeah i wouldn't put him as that <laughs> absolutely that's a bad um you know ruben you got any question uh draft questions or personal questions that you'd like to ask uh richie no i know everything about him already okay good enough <laughs> We've known each other like seven years. No yeah, it's been, yeah, we've known each other for a while now. So through Reddit. Like, which, not, even, not even through basketball, too. It was actually through baseball. Yeah, it was through baseball. It's true. Oh, yeah. Rough Riders, yep. We were in a Rough Riders game like, yeah, it was like seven, six, seven years ago. God, that was, that was a baby. Yes. I There's was, something beautiful about minor league sports in a way that general. just oh, – yeah. the pro sports just will never be – like, to me, it's like almost an introduction into the college camaraderie without, like, the weird, like – the financial toll of just everyone being indebted to like this one space. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it's like, oh. to me, I love that, that minor league sports is like part flea market, part like car- family carnival. Cause like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's cause it's kind of yeah. cheap. And, like, there's just like, Hey, we can bring f- our whole family of six here and feed them for like $9. <laughs> so, and watch, uh, yeah. you know, what was it? division three something or other you know what i mean so uh, so i was actually before Mavshaft, i did a rangers minors account that was actually my big that was my big uh futures account fun fact okay good to know so like what, what so jerks and profar like is he a bust oh my god <sighs> yeah <laughs> not even, i can't even I'm, I'm hurt that you just asked that question <laughs> i'm so sorry uh well, we're we're gonna go on a more positive note and talk about this weird ass NBA draft and not the current state yeah, of Rangers no. ba- baseball. No, they suck ass. Anyway. Just kind of to preface everything and tie it together, like none of what you see online don't don't let a mock tell you how the draft is gonna go because totally. first of all, I don't expect many teams to actually keep their picks. Like the te- the positioning now, most teams aren't gonna stay there. 
And second, nobody has a damn clue as to what's going to happen in this draft. Like we're all guessing there's no in-person meetings where people like gossip. And that's a big part of how people get accuracy. There's none of that. So Twitter DMs can only do so much. Much like my dating life. Um, so uh, the oh <laughs> um, so uh, okay. So let's just jump. Let's let's jump draft talk then. Um, this draft to me, um, much like my Ghostbusters fan fiction, this seems to be an underwhelming rough draft. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, this to me, like the top three seem to be fairly interchangeable. That's like usually how people gauge a draft is like the top five, more or less like what are the top five selections and do those, are those needle movers kind of thing. And from what I gather, there's not, there's obviously not a consensus number one, but I don't think there's a consensus number like top 15. It sounds to me like everyone is evaluating on completely different uh, standards and metrics. And it seems like there's a whole lot of, I mean, like the same tier, like I wouldn't say there's a lot of tier one or tier two, but there seems to be like a boatload of tier three role player, maybe starters in this draft. And that's kind of what I've gathered of all the, the research I've done is that there's no one that like explodes off the pitch. Like, wow, this guy, this guy's going to be the dude. I, I think the only person you could maybe make that argument for is Wiseman, but we have so little tape on him that it's like, you're still basically just guessing. Yeah. So yeah, this year you said it well, the tiers are how I would describe it. There's no tier one, tier zero, whatever you want to call it guys. Right. Um, and the best way I've heard it is the best player in the draft probably won't even be taken in the lottery or at least the top 10. That's a, I, I think that's a very reasonable thing. Um, I mean, I have my take as to who that could be if that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just, yeah, it's not, it's different though. I would say the one thing about this class, we've never seen a draft class like this for so many reasons, but above all, we judge a lot based on stats. Like Zion had insane stats last year, right? This year though, the three point line has moved back. It's the deepest three point line ever. So a lot of the numbers are thrown off. Like Anthony Edwards shot 28% or 29% from three. Mm -hmm. In a normal year, like last year, he would have probably been 33. Like, I don't think that's a reach considering how deep of threes he took. He loved taking a one step, behind the three-point line, like an extra sip. Um, so I do think the numbers are almost deflated because of that. And the tempo on offensive rebounds, it went from 30 seconds, you get 20 seconds. So it kind of went to the NBA style. Like it's the closest thing we've seen to the NBA. It's NBA rules almost with against college talent. So it's hard. We may just all be getting tricked, which is right. entirely possible because Anthony Edwards is supremely talented. Like he's a top five pick in most drafts. Right. I think same with Lamella Ball. He just didn't get exposure. It's a weird class. Like that was a lot of words, but it's a weird class. I agree. I, I think for me, there's just so many question marks with these top five guys. And I, is it just my hatred for the ball family? Why I don't see LaMelo ball as being an NBA player. Like when I see his, like I see little flashes, I see some playmaking ability, but when I see LaMelo, ball, I don't see a guy that's going to make a huge difference. I wasn't actually too crazy about Lonzo ball and like, I guess the only difference is like his measurements and like how young he is versus like, I don't know. He seems to finish. Okay. He seems to do, be pretty good in transition, but he does a whole lot of, he does a whole lot of moves that look more like and one mixtape stuff to me than it does like productive crossover to get to basket kind of dribble moves 
rather than like he does like he goes in between his legs like 30 times and it's like man this is a lot of movement that doesn't really go anywhere and then he jacks up a janky ass shot that like I, i don't know it's it's not as bad as lonzo ball's form but it's close like it's yeah yeah his his elbow is out to yeah. say the least. Like, so the thing for the thing for him is like, he's easily the most talented player in the draft. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really much of a hot take or anything. Like just think off of pure talent, the guy gets how to play basketball. Like he's mm-hmm. good as hell. It's just, can it translate to the NBA? Cause he's got three major weaknesses. One, he's skinny, doesn't yeah. play a lot of defense Two, He has no burst. So like he doesn't take guys off the dribble. Well, although he can create separation because he just has such good handles. Mm-hmm. He's just like the best thing I saw about him is he got like your uncle's burst kind of thing like he's not going to blow by you or anything uh and then also the jump shot it's a lot to overcome but he's got like a he knows how to play the game like he's a hard worker he's been a pro for three years now whatever it is right like he he's he's been around the game a lot he loves it and i think that will help him develop and if he hits i mean he's a walking triple double like it's not not even up for debate and six eight point guards with just unreal ability to play the game just don't come along and there's a good chance he busts because he can't shoot or whatever any of those three reasons right but if he hits i mean you you regret passing up on him he's like you can't miss in that regard but also can't risk your drop score it's weird which is why he could be the seventh pick or the first pick it's right absolutely insane I, I guess like everyone's advice has been to trade down, which I think is like or that's what everyone's like Minnesota needs to trade down I'm like all right but the people that would want to trade up for someone that could mistakenly be a seventh round pick like Charlotte or whatever. Like if Charlotte were to, like, do they have the assets to get yeah. a number one pick? And I just don't think they do. Like, I mean, are, are you so, trading like what Graham for him? Like, it's, I don't think so. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know who they have that Minnesota would want and just like more draft picks in the future. Like that, that just sounds like a, like a pissing away a first round pick to me. Well, yeah i wouldn't for charlotte there's nobody worth moving up for uh first of all like that's that's obstacle number one right two they could trade their 2021 pick minnesota probably wants a 2021 pick because theirs is going to the warriors so they like have to be good right um charlotte does have all their picks though most Mm. teams what's weird though this is a weird thing because a lot of teams only like three teams which are both la teams and like minnesota don't and dallas like don't have their their picks for the future so, mm. and I guess Houston. So, like, there's, like, five teams that are off limits. But, and one of them has the first pick. So, like, mm. I don't know. It's a, it's it's definitely a, a buyer's market. I do right. think that if Minnesota trades it, it's not going to be to a top five, top seven team. Right. My hot take is Sacramento is the trade partner. Like, they need a splash. 12 isn't it. They Who knows what they're doing with Buddy Yield. Their front office is brand new. Right. Luke Walden sucks. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was kind of a jab for no reason. But, like... <laughs> Warriors, maybe just bus driving the Golden State Warriors, arguably one of the most dominant teams to ever exist. Maybe that doesn't make you a good coach. Just saying. Like, maybe that doesn't make you, uh, you know. Now, granted, I can't say what he got with the Lakers was really a fair shake. Like, if you're just like, he basically got the Knicks to to make something happen. Now, granted, like, you could, I don't know. Like, the Lakers to me are so frustrating because it's like they whiffed on developing good players or just picking bad players and then eventually still just got like the best free agents available and won a championship <laughs> like it's so frustrating it's like you should, be Lakers, able to go, you should be able to spin a top three yeah. pick on julius randall and then basically piss away the talent that is lonzo ball and uh 
God, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, thank you. And then just like throw that away, like and, and like just not use them. They didn't develop them really well at all, and it, they didn't really show to be good players until after they left. And then you win a championship the next year. God damn it! Like, how do you do this? Like, is is the the geography of LA just that appealing to where basically everyone will just like I'm just gonna leave my prior spot and just go work for y'all anyways? It's like ah, oh. oh, it's so frustrating. And it's like the these players aren't coming to places like Dallas or any of these small markets. So it's just like LA is just going to have like that leg up and yeah, my envy of Los Angeles continues. So anyway, so, well, that was a bit of a tirade. Um, so who to you? So Richie, I'll, I'll, I'll feel this to you. Who do you think is the best prospect in the draft where you're just like, this guy is you know, not so much talent, not so much upside, but just like a guy's like, this guy's a sure thing. And this guy's going to contribute on, in the NBA for years. And I like would bet your house on it. Yeah. So my number one person is Anthony Edwards, but that's a cheat answer. I'll go with my number two. Okay. Uh, and I have him number two, just because his floor is so high. And I do think, um, <clears throat> and I do think he's, uh, he's just got such a high upside because he's almost, you know, raw to an extent offensively. Mm-hmm. which is uh, Onyeko Konglu from USC, who was actually teammates with both Lamelo and Lonzo Ball in high school. Uh, Lonzo for like one year because he was a freshman. Right. But, uh, or I think maybe not even Lonzo. My timelines might be off. But okay. um, <laughs> at least he was teammates with Lamelo. They were the same age before Lamelo left. But he's unbelievably sound defensively. He has literally no flaws on the defensive end. His mm-hmm. jump shot could develop like to 15, 20 feet. If that happens, it's a win. But for me, the biggest draw is that he can pass. Not like Bam Adebayo. I say there's, sh- there's shades of him because of the passing mm-hmm. and defense combo. Right. But not like the same. Like, you know, Bam can bring the ball up the floor. I don't think Okongwu could. I do think uh, – <clears throat> I think he's got the ability, though. You know, a lot of plays are run from centers at the top of the key. They start with the handoff, right? Mm-hmm. He can make those reads so quick that, like, he can fake the handoff and find the cutter. Things like that you just can't teach, I don't think, especially, like, in a quick NBA environment where it's 10 seconds yeah. or less for the most yeah. part. Right. He's going to fit real nice there. Then, And if he goes to the right team, if he goes to Minnesota, which I wouldn't mind taking him at one, although I am against taking a big at number one, uh, he's really? perfect next to Towns. Like, they are perfect. He makes up for all of his defensive shortcomings. He's going to stick around 10, 15 years. As long as he wants to be in the league, he's there. He's so safe. That's awesome. I've heard shades of Draymond Green with him. What do you think on that? Uh, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Draymond. Just because Onyeka is, I think, like 6'10". Oh, okay. uh, long, way more athletic. It's gotcha. I mean, in terms of like what Bam they bring is to the a table, better kind of right. Yeah, more shades of Bam. More gotcha. shades of Bam. Got it. Awesome. Cool. cool. Uh, let's see. I have so a lot of people are saying Anthony Mason. When I see Anthony Mason, I see Zion Light, and I mean that not in a complimentary way. I mean this in the sense like he seems like someone that's physically domineering. And a guy that looks like he's got like, like he to me is like the definition of like, holy shit potential as far as like athleticism. But I kind of see a bonehead. I kind of see a guy that's just like, there's, there's a feel for the game. Like he seems like a guy that forces a lot of shots. He's a guy that's like, I think benefits being in a college setting because he can be so much more physically just faster. Like he's almost like a, run to the basket basically because he's facing thinner defenders. Like he's going to be able to bounce off someone and still throw up a layup kind of thing. Like, I don't know. There's just something about him. Like, what am I seeing? Or I guess maybe pitch me Anthony. 
Mason. Am I saying Anthony Mason? I keep saying one. Edwards. Edwards. I wrote it down incorrectly. I was trying to avoid this. Anthony oh Edwards. God. Damn it. Because I, okay. So yeah. to explain this to the pod, I was thinking Anthony Mason. Then I thought George Mason. Then I thought Georgia. Then George Anthony. None of these are the correct person. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Edwards. God damn it. So Anthony Edwards to me, everything I said earlier was my take on him pitch me Anthony Edwards what could he be in the NBA yeah I mean he's going to be your combo guard get you some buckets uh probably not going to be a primary initiator or anything like not going to be your point guard right um he's big enough to guard twos and threes super athletic mm-hmm. like you said uh built I mean for an 18 19 year old he's unbelievably jacked like he doesn't right. have to worry about the the physical development Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the way I would sell is like, if you look at a lot of the games he played against higher competition, I ignored the efficiency, honestly, because mm-hmm. that team was awful. Like he right. played, he had to force so many bad shots, but like against Kentucky, he had two great games and mm. those, they, he went against Tyrese Maxey, Emmanuel quickly and Ashton Hagens, who are three of the top defenders in the SEC. And in both mm-hmm. those games, he had 16 points uh, on seven and 13 shooting. And then 23 points on eight of 17 shooting. Like he's going to be able to score. I don't really have a worry about him translating. Right. My issue more with him is, is he going to be like an Andrew Wiggins where he gets numbers, but like he's empty, you know, or Terry Rozier, someone like that. That's just empty stats. That's the bigger concern. I think he sticks around, mm-hmm. but can he actually be a winning player is the big knock. I think it's also just like his skill set is so weird next to like, I think that he might be someone that would be, had a different team be picking number one, I think he, that would make more sense for him to fall into yeah. that spot. I wouldn't yeah. put him in Minnesota if it was. It's just right. weird with you. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, cool. And let's see. Talk to Bello. Uh, what's your thoughts on Wiseman? Like, so let's just get this consensus or the he general talk. Is, he is too polarizing. Um, I loved him in high school. I'm also not – I don't take high school tape very seriously just because, I mean, the physical advantages are just insane. Right. Uh, but – I do buy the ability to develop a jump shot, which is huge. And if you can be a rim running, he's a freak athlete, or I think he's like almost a freak athlete. Like he's so quick in the open court and he's seven one. Right. If you can have that combination of athleticism, rim running defense and jump shooting, even if it's like 15 feet jump shooting, right. That's a big win. The question for him is like, and I, I really don't know how to tell this too much in high school because you're just so much bigger. And that's what mm. most people go off of. Mm. His feel for the game is weak. Uh, from what I, from people I trust, that's what they say. Uh, because again, I don't take much from the three games at Memphis, um, South Carolina state, Oregon, and like some other team, like just don't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I would not take him top five. That's, that's a very big risk. And again, taking bigs top five in general is risky, but like, especially taking the unknown big mm-hmm. man is, and I think Charlotte does it by the way. I think Charlotte's a team that's going to do it. Yeah. I think that, well, they just need, I think Charlotte needs hope. <laughs> More than yeah. anything, like and they need big. Yeah. yeah, at this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's because like, who is a who is a person that you're paying tickets to go see on Charlotte? You know, and I yeah. think if, you, if you're gonna say, oh, Terry Rozier, like, Terry Rozier, yeah, Devonte, like, yeah, Devonte Graham, like that's probably about it. Like, I mean, to be fair, I do like their core. If they got Wiseman and like, I do think he's surrounded right with PJ Washington and Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. They're both pretty good, and then Devonte. Right. That's like three solid guys and a nice score and like a really nice point guard. Mm-hmm. That could be an, a potential eight seed. It's just like you need another guy. And they need to tank for next year. That's why they should absolutely not trade out of <laughs> the three spot. They should just take what they get or trade back. Right. Because like uh, next year's draft class, like I cannot understate this. Like 
besides Kofi Coburn, like that class is stacked. Right. <laughs> I think that's, uh, it does feel like a draft in limbo <laughs> this, this, this yeah. entire year. Hey guys, just a reminder, football is in full effect and BetOnline is doing everything they can to make sure you get in on every imaginable prop this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up opportunities. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Support for the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I like that rhyme there. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Mercy. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. Thank God for that. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Likely pun intended, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has a proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. Guys, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those old, overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, or your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. We do have a bunch of questions, though. That we do. So let's go ahead and jump into it. A bunch of draft questions, because I very stupidly said, ask some draft questions, too, because we have an expert joining us and i was like fuck okay so <laughs> all right first couple of questions aren't actually draft related though so thank god okay because i don't know anything about the draft but uh <laughs> so grace our good friend grace good uh, grace friend of the pod asks uh d rose how do we get him and if we can get him how do we how do we do it? Uh, ask yeah. him politely uh, <laughs> yeah i wouldn't <laughs> ask him politely i wouldn't uh, yeah i'm not so I'm sure good. if i want he to doesn't do i don't know if he's the He's a good player, and like he definitely deserves to be on a winning team, and he's he can be a winning player. Do I want him on the Mavs though? Eh, I don't yeah. know about that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't like that. the fit because like, yeah. can he shoot though? Like he got better at it, and like he's been good in Detroit. Don't get me wrong, but like, eh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too big on that one. But if to answer your question, how much it would take? It would probably take either 18 or 31. Like just straight yeah. up, theoretically. Yeah. It just doesn't, yeah, I, yeah. Just timeline wise, it doesn't make sense because he's not like an immediate help in a place that we really need it, and it's also yeah, like, no, exactly. I don't know, guys. Exactly, are, like guard isn't the biggest need, especially one that's just going to be so off. It like he he is at his best when he has the ball in his hands, and yep. we have someone that's infinitely better at doing that. So well, he could run the bench unit nice though. That would be that would be a big part because I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's his biggest strength at this point is being a solid six man. Right, but like, still, that's there's a lot more needs that they could get with the same value, you know. Sure. Right, yeah. uh, let's see. I right, say so next question comes from uh, James. God damn it! All right, uh, James asks. James asks the best questions every week. Uh, 
Would you rather have your balls permanently stuck to your legs uh, or have permanent <laughs> swamp ass? <laughs> well, I already checked two of these boxes. My leg. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the, the former. The former? Say it out loud. <laughs> I just... I don't like the sensation of being wet. I th- yeah, I think with I think, clothes on. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, uh, ball stuck to my leg. Yeah, we're we're a real tripod here. We're three balls stuck <laughs> to legs. All three of us. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Next question comes from Lane. Lane Lane asks Torvus statement to start off with. But anyway, um, more and more species are evolving into crab or crab-like creatures over time, suggesting that the crab is the ultimate evolutionary being. My question for the pod is, how effective do you think Crab Luca would be? Oh, my God. I would say it would limit his ability to dribble. Yeah. Which is it's his really greatest asset. With, yeah. So I would say, I don't do, If you add legs to Luca, does that make him better? Because I, I, I have some. <laughs> like, there is some. Strength, like, like, stretch him out, you know? I don't know. I, or, I don't know. After seeing the anim anapomorphic uh fan art of porzingis and how unsettling oh the horse the unicorn see him with horse legs i was just like that doesn't make things better (laughs) i i I, i'm out (laughs) sorry that's gonna be a no for me dog yeah i I don't think i've seen this i'd like to keep it that way yeah just just think like a weird like think brony fanfic and Kristaps Porzingis. Pass, pass, Hard and, pass. And the, the weird Neon City jersey. It's all kind of... Oh, it was not Neon City jersey, wasn't it? It oh my was. God. Right, it things. was. <laughs> it's a lot like, hey, no no offense to the person that made it. Like, hey, create your bliss. But yeah. like, ooh, it was... It had... That horse had so many contours. There was so <laughs> many edges. And so I was like, oh, this is some musculature I never want to see. <laughs> I think going back to the question, I think Luca. I think he would lose a lot of his athleticism and, again, dribbling ability. I don't know how um, how good a crab can shoot a basketball. I'm assuming not very well. Um, could he pass a little better? Maybe I don't know. But he had to dribble to do that. Well, um, he could probably set some good screens though. He's a little wider. It'd be yeah. yeah he could he could quit. It's true. Yeah. yeah. He could clip. <laughs> um, yeah, you got the you know. <laughs> All right, let's go. Good question. God damn it, like, that was so weird. I'm not okay. high enough to answer that one correctly. Um, we can okay. always fix that, Ruben. Uh, not right now. We're already <laughs> recording. Uh, Rutuj asks mm-hmm. um, First of all, a happy Diwali to y'all, which thank oh, you. Thank you very happy, much. happy Diwali, sir. Um, he says, uh, This is mostly for, for uh, Richie, I think, but do you think it's wise to draft Aaron Nas- Nesmith? Naismith? Naismith? Neesmith? Because everyone... I've heard both Neesmith and Neesmith. Oh, okay, Neesmith, okay. I'll answer it either way, don't worry. Okay, because everyone knows that he can shoot lights out and thus would probably... and thus would probably guard him as if he were a Seth Courier, but he healed. If you take his shooting away, is he redundant? If you take his shooting away? Like, yeah. if he came like an average shooter, I'm assuming is what Yeah, that yeah, yeah. He wouldn't play much. Like, the thing with him is, like, he's almost a one-trick pony. I think, first of all... His shot is completely overrated because he played 14 games, 12 games, something like that. It was the best shooting stretch in that time ever. He shot 52% or something like that from three. Jesus. Like, <laughs> super impressive. Don't get me wrong. He also played four NBA prospects maybe at most. Like, he played one SEC game, I think. 
He was going against some terrible teams. It's hard to judge the competition. I think that's a big part of it. Um, never got a chance to regress to the mean. For all we know, he could have been like 38% shooter. Right. Like he just overachieved and like, because I mean, numbers balance out. It's just how it works. Like, yeah. Life mm-hmm. is a numbers game to an extent. Like, I don't know. I, I, I have him 25th on my board. I really think if he's having a bad game, he's not going to be, you're not, like if he's going over for three from three, he's not helping. He's going to cut it. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Let's see. Next question comes from Winston. That's a good question. I love this question. Um, what video game would Dirk play and which would he be absolutely amazing at? It's got to be FIFA. I don't know. Have you seen mm. him play soccer? It's pretty rough. Yeah, but he likes <laughs> soccer, so he could get good at <laughs> virtual soccer. Like, I think he'd be fucking amazing at, at FIFA, actually, dude. I I'll, go, I'll go, Do you guys I'll go with a little bit FIFA? different. What's, what's the, uh, the alternate FIFA called? Like Pro Soccer or something? Pro Soccer Revolution? I'll say oh that. Oh, my God, dude. Do you guys want to play Bundesliga? Uh, the pro hey, when I, was, when I was in Israel, and uh, I went like during all the fighting in 2014, yeah. We were in bomb shelters, and what they had in there, they had a lot of video games. They had soccer. They really? Had like pro Soccer Evolution, though. They did not <laughs> have FIFA. Not have FIFA. Like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he'd be good at FIFA. I think, I think he'd be good at, like, I think RPGs, too, actually. In my country, the sports in EA. Yeah, anyways. Um... Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I... good question, though. But I think he'd be good at, like, Sports games or maybe RPGs. I don't know. Maybe GTA. GTA. You can see him just being good at GTA. Yeah, yeah. Dirk would play GTA and follow all the traffic laws. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to speed. I don't want to put anybody in danger. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Next question. I'm working on my Dirk impression. Yeah, he's getting there. there. Yeah, Squish is a better one, but uh, Squish. Yeah, Yeah. because he he is the the evil embodiment of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, Grant asks, "Will Edmund no, Bain no. fall to 18? <laughs> no. I hate this. I knew, I already saw the question. I knew. <laughs> I knew. So, let me tell you a fun story. I did a locked on. That was on the locked on maps, and we were doing like rapid fire. Sure. And Grant caught Nick so off guard. Oh, he no. goes, "Where will Edmund Bain be drafted?" And the guy's name is Desmond Bain, just for the yeah. for clarity. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick read it like not hearing what he had said, and I could not control myself. So no, I'm not answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grant. Thank <laughs> you that one. Okay, let's see. Um, Connolly asks uh, thoughts on drafting a 3D player early in the draft, unless he's unless he's got Clay Thompson potential. I'm against it. I am absolutely for it because you're the person the the guy that was on Mavs wish lists more than anything was Jeremy Grant. That's all I was hearing. And when it comes to people that are like, who are some, who's someone that's going to help the Mavericks. And when I think of somebody like Jeremy Grant, I'm going to plug him right here. I think my favorite pick for the Mavericks is precious Achuya. I'm going to say that prior to the draft. I love him. I love that he's three and D. I love that he's got length. I like he can defend multiple spots. He finishes at the rim really well. He needs work on his shooting. That's the only thing that's like, okay, I can see why he would be a bust because he's like a terrible free throw shooter. He's like 60%, something like that. But I don't know. You can teach a guy how to shoot. You can't teach a guy how to be tall and be, and, and he's also got fucking awesome footwork like that's yeah. that's what i like about him and i think he would definitely be available at 18 and he's going to be a lot cheaper than if you're going to pay for jeremy grant saying 
Yeah, and Precious, I actually comped Precious to Jeremy Grant. It's such an easy oh, one. I, yeah. I don't like his shot that much. It needs a lot of work. But, right. like, in his offense, he, he gets tunnel vision so quick. But mm-hmm. I actually do think he'll be gone uh, by 18. I, I think he's going to be a lottery pick at this point. Oh, okay. Um, cool. But 3 and D is, like, 100% the top priority, like, in the draft. I'm, I'm only looking at wings that can be either elite shooters or – Three and D, or at least defenders. Like either they got they got to be somewhere on that spectrum or in the middle. You know, totally. Um, what's what's your thoughts? Sorry, we're gonna go a little bit uh, off the beaten path here. What's your thought on Patrick Williams out of FSU? So I'm a big fan. I was talked down, not talked down. Someone talked him down mm-hmm. uh, to me, like because I love what he does. He's so raw, and he mm-hmm. really gets how to play, which is huge. And the biggest thing is, like, he chose FSU to learn to play defense under Leonard Hamilton, who has been just an absolutely great coach over the last five years. Like, his mm-hmm. track record is unreal. And for someone who didn't know how to play defense, he sure as hell knew how to play defense. Like, right. there's a lot of upside with him. Uh, the question is, and this is why I'm a little bit worried now, because this guy said it, it's like, what does he actually do? Because he has all the skills. Like, he's really good passer with both hands, like live ball, passer – he's a really really good athlete great defender but the jump shot's really weird i don't think he shoots at all in the nba like it's just it's so slow and uncomfortable looking it's hard so i do like him though i think dallas he has to go to a right team to really hit mm-hmm. but if dallas was able to get him trade up and get him my god like i'm like i hope y'all will join me in running laps of celebration <laughs> not like not like at a punishment running laps is a punishment but like you know what i mean like a celebratory run i I will i will go on that celebratory patrick uh patrick willis uh williams uh 5k that sounds like a good time i will not yeah (laughs) let's see next question comes from dalton richardson he has two questions uh which play in the top five of the draft uh, has the best chance of falling and uh guys and overall thoughts on Lamelo, which we kind of already touched on lamello's yeah we touched on mellow um, it was top five following. Uh, that's a very relative question. <laughs> so my my top five, there's one guy who's going to fall, which is Cole Anthony. Like, he's not going top five. He right. has – he's got bad intangibles apparently. I don't know how much I take of it because it's, like, stuff from North Carolina where he had no teammates. So I don't know. But the other guy that, like, a lot of people have in their top five, ten, uh, is Obi Toppin. That man – He's the weirdest I've never seen anyone like him. Best vertical athlete, like, far and away in the class, I think. Him and Cassius Stanley, like, take it and they run. Yeah. That man can't move laterally. Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, That's weird. he's a literal, like, <laughs> he's a springboard on, like, when he's dunking and everything yeah. and fast breaks, like, oh, my God, he's entertaining. But, man, you ask him to move right to left, it's going to take a while. It's he's like Zoolander. He can't turn left. Like, he's <laughs> – what a reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I, I saw when I was looking at tape of, of, of Topin, I was like, dude's explosive. He's clearly an amazing athlete. Guy goes vertical and he's like, he doesn't have a terrible three point shot. Like I was like, that's yeah. he's tall, but I was like, but everyone's like, yeah, but he's, he's old. I'm like, and I don't worry about that. The old yeah, thing is like, age is stupid. Brandon Clark was old. Sure. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next question comes from Charles. Guys that are like seven years younger than us. <laughs> I know, for real. Dude's <laughs> an old man, 23 years old. He's already got a 401k question. and he's already done. Yeah. Right. So this question from Charles. Uh, who, is Jaylen, who is a Jalen Brunson type this year's draft? Meaning someone who has first round value but falls to the second round. So there's two guys. 
one is pretty similar to him overall, um, which I would say Malachi Flynn, but I do think he goes first round, like late first. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was someone who should be a first round pick that might fall, then this guy is older. And really there's no reason for him to fall. It literally makes no sense. Um, is Grant Riller from College of Charleston. Hmm. He's so smart, super athletic, super explosive, the best first step in the class, great slasher, three-level score. Like, he's he's the real deal. But he's not being mocked very high. Small school in age, I guess. Oh, that is, that... I, I don't know when teams will learn. And teams are like, let, let me set one thing straight. Like, NBA teams are not as smart as we give them credit for. Like, the Kings drafted Georges Papianis in the lottery. Like, True. <laughs> we give too much credit. I mean, like, and that's the Kings. Like, people will be like, oh, ha-ha, the Kings. But the Bucks drafted Thon Maker, like, number 10. Yeah, Teams do stupid stuff all the time. So, like, just because just because someone's picked, like, 30th or something, 35th, doesn't mean they're going to be the 30th or 35th best player. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. Got it. So, I think my favorite uh, – one of my favorite moments ever was there was, like, a documentary crew in the front office of the Sacramento Kings – and this is when this was in 2014, where they all so confidently, with like just foolhardy confidence, are like Stauskas, Stauskas. Oh yeah, everyone the, was so happy about Nick Stauskas. Nick Rocks, <laughs> yes, Nick Rocks. So uh, to to throw another name out there, I think he'll be gone. But I liked what I saw out of him uh, in the sense that he could be a contributing. Like I think he could be a contributing rotation player. Uh, I like Kira Lewis out of uh, Bama. Um, I like I like his first step. I like his speed is freaky. It's really fun to see him do do some of those things. The only thing is that like he just doesn't get very vertical. That's the only thing that I, I yeah. when I look at him, I'm like I don't know if that's going to really translate that well. But he's got a pretty smooth shot. Um, not the best playmaker, but I would like I would say like that's that's where he he there, his potential is like limited. Is that I don't see that amazing court vision of like wow how did he find that open dude that we didn't see? All of his passes seem to be pretty obvious. Like okay, there's a guy standing alone in a corner and he found him, yep. rather than like you know the Luca moments where it's like he's just four steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and Kyra's probably going to go top ten. Like I don't see him escaping the Suns, but he's Good yeah call. he's a solid player too. Good call. Next question comes from Sean. Sean asks, besides Seattle, what city would you want to see get an NBA expansion team? Someone Um, said Vegas, and, like, it's it's Vegas. mm. Actually, I like Louisville. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Louisville's a good one. I was going to say St. Louis would be. Yeah, I think St. Louis would be Uh, good. Cincinnati, something like that. Yeah, Cincinnati, Louisville could get one. Yeah. Mm. Something out east. You know, just even it out again. You know, because, yeah. I don't know. What's London doing? You know, maybe Sacramento. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, since so we burned them like four times already, I'm but. gonna add. I'm gonna add another uh, like stint to this question. What's a team that you think doesn't deserve a franchise and should be moved back to or moved to a different expansion? Houston. We were... <laughs> uh, this cool. is a trap question. <laughs> There's only one answer. There's literally only one answer. <laughs> it's our neighbors up north. Yeah. The Toronto Raptors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. No, they do not deserve it. They shouldn't have won the title. Damn for now. Send Memphis back to Vancouver. Let's have some fun. Um, Let's see. Let's, send them back no, to NBA Siberia. <laughs> God, a little NBA Siberia. Anyway, next question is comes from Cher. She asks, um, "Who do you think the Mavs will play in the preseason games, which are only a month away?" Which is crazy. Um, Beijing Ducks. That actually would be fun. I want to see them play like an international team again. 
I like that shit. That's awesome. Whenever they do that, it definitely won't happen this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> who has, who, what country has the second most COVID cases? Because we could probably like whoever it is also doesn't care about. Yeah, COVID we'll apparently. just like we'll go together. So just, yeah, just yeah, go, go to Italy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like Brazil or something. So yeah, you know Brazil plays. They wouldn't shock me. Uh, but really, if I had to guess, I'll say Orlando. I feel like mm-hmm. they always play them every every preseason. Charlotte, San Antonio, mm-hmm. uh, San Oklahoma City. How many preseason games do they get? I think three, three to four. Three to four. If we have a fourth, give me Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to keep it local because I don't know. Like, staying south. Gonna, yeah, staying south. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do the whole like traveling thing. Like that's still. It I don't does, know. I can't imagine there's going to be fans the first six months of the season there should not be at all well, we'll see we'll see though man <laughs> hey man <laughs> pfizer's got a vaccine maybe sort of i don't know i don't know it's don't okay know. the election ended so we know that covid doesn't exist anymore it just happens to be exploding yeah. in every single state that's saying that it's that's a pure okay. coincidence dude it's yeah a pure coincidence, pure coincidence. It's a yes <laughs> all right let's see next gaming. question next question comes from robert he asked, uh, "What will y'all? What will y'all be wearing on your first Mavs game back?" Oh, I'll be stark nothing. naked. <laughs> so, like, nothing. Just, just drunk as shit. Just. Like, <laughs> I am just gonna be. Birthday suit. Uh, yeah, just gonna be naked, lotion in my apartment alone. Mm. No, I'll, 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 I'll wear nap socks. I'll wear nap socks. That's that's fair. Nice and tasteful. I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be a little sexy. I'll be wearing just a Mavs of my uh, Steve Nash vintage jersey, but nothing underneath. <laughs> like, almost like the sorority girl look, you know? Like yeah, totally. It's like, like it's long yeah. enough. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe some tasteful spanks. Yeah, this could be fun. <laughs> right, let's see. Next question, Jesus. Next. God damn, do not want to get that. I don't want that image in my head. Anyway, next question goes from. I'll James. DM it to you. Yeah, that'll be fun. James Keenan asks, <laughs> uh, "Do you think Dallas should trade up in this draft?" Yeah. I don't think anyone should trade up in this draft. Oh, to yes. be perfectly, yeah, I, yeah. I think eighteen and thirty-one gets you to the end of the lottery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh shit. All right. I'm down with that. I don't know. I, I, is there anybody like I don't know if like the the talent is really that much better up in the top ten? You know what I mean? Like, is it that yeah. much better? I mean, versus eighteen. I think I think you get it to get a follower. Like I I think the biggest shocker there's gonna be two guys. One of two guys falls. Like I I just can't see both of them going where they're projected, which are. Tyrese Halliburton mm-hmm. and Obi Toppin. I think one of them, at the least, one of them falls. I wouldn't want Halliburton. I'm really out on him. Um, I just what have turns a lot of concerns. Off, what turns you off with him? So he's skinny, doesn't have long arms, yet is a defensive-minded guard. Mm-hmm. Really worries me. Uh, and he's unbelievably smart. He's a great person. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he can easily overcome these quickly. But also, he can't shoot on the dribble. He has no ability to drive. There are a lot of flags for someone who appears to be like the safest player in the draft. And he's and his shot is the weirdest shot, and this is undeniable. And you can you can argue the other stuff. This is literally undeniable. He has the worst shot form, weirdest shot form at the least, of any prospect in this class, arguably ever. On a scale from one to MKG, where's it at? Um like like an M. <laughs> do you know who do you know who Michael Adams is? From I the nineties, he was an all star. No, he, but I'm going to look at the shot. It's like a now. tier below. Okay, it's like MKG shoots. Well, this is awful because yeah, I'm on fine, camera right, and nobody else can see me. For two people, maybe y'all can put in the words. MKG is out here, right? Okay, MKG like, is, is on a, on a scale like, of elbows. I'm just going to do it to elbows. Like, yeah, yeah that's pretty right. safe. This is safe. Sa- safe this is, is straight like, up. Safe. So, like, what we're so to describe yeah, this to the audience. Um, so straight, like, he's like elbow here. straight up. Yeah. So he's more of an obtuse triangle. Here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> MKG yeah. is here. Oh, 
Hal Burton's like here, and Michael okay. Adams is like here. Okay, yeah. So there are some some very yeah. There are some uh, yeah. geometrical differences, but ultimately um, you can go, you can overcome a bad shot form. He's got touch. Like I think that matters more than form. But like right, it. I've never seen anything like it. Like whoever taught him how to shoot should be ashamed of themselves and should not listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. More like how bust, am I right? Next Hopefully, one. no one sends them to this. I, I I don't mean this in a harmful. Yeah, I won't way, send them. I, mean, I won't send this. Oh, thank you, thank you. Was so he much. playing in New Zealand? Was that where he was at? Iowa State. Iowa State. No, I'm, oh, I'm thinking of a different prospect. Anyways, it doesn't matter. That's RJ. 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 RJ Hampton. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. Getting my people. Next mixed question. Up. Next this is what we have a draft question. expert because I'm just exactly missing names and confusing people that are not the same person. <laughs> So let's see. Next question asks. It's from Jennifer. She asks, um, as far as the draft and trades go, what do you think is the best? You know, what's the best uh, move to make? I would put. I really wouldn't do much more than eighteen and thirty-one. See where it takes you. Mm -hmm. I do think it's a buyer's market, just because teams simply aren't. um, How do I say it? They're not going to be getting like the number 10 pick does not get you what number 10 pick gets you in most years, like in a trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm trying to think of who's traded number 10 in recent years, but like there's, it's a buyer's market. If you can move up to 10, maybe you throw in like, you know, Mads have the Miami second round pick, I think in 2023, which for whatever reason, no matter how good that team is, people are like, Oh, that's a valuable one. That's a valuable one. Maybe they throw that in and get some like an extra pick. I don't really think it does much. I've seen that thrown around. I'd say, I mean, move up as high as you can with 18 and 31 because that's that's pretty much two first-round picks, which mm-hmm. also is like the only lucky thing the Mavs have ever had in draft history. Right. Yeah. It's true. Josh Howard, probably their best bet draft pick, uh, said from Dirk. Yeah, which well, was even their pick. I'm sorry, who? Oh, who, well, this, guy, this guy, yeah, he, he's on the Mavs now, uh, Luca. No, I'm just kidding. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, uh, I said late, late in drafts. Late in drafts is what I meant. Come on. Let's see. Let's oh, see. yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, I mean, it's true. I mean, like, you know, Luke is very good. <laughs> that's that's my that's going to be my scouting report is <laughs> next. Luca, very next, good. Next question. Next question comes from a guy. Uh, let's talk NBA. Which three of your prospects is your favorite in this draft? Which the Mavs could realistically draft? Oh, Give me the precious. What was the first part of that? The fir- the what prospect? Three. I, I heard who I, my favorite. I would want to draft, but three and D, three new prospect. Which one's your three favorite? Three and D. Okay. Yeah. Favorite in this draft that the mask really is. And well, in my pin tweet, it has to be Desmond Bain. Like I, I feel like yeah, I'm lying to myself. Desmond and, and he's Bain. Kind, he's three and kind of D. He's three and kind of D. I mean, uh, you know, that I just hope that when he whoever takes him, like I, he's a nice guy. I really hope whoever takes him does him right at the p with the pa announcement of like where it's like so just, i can't do the impersonation but you know whatever bane's line is in uh in batman i like, take back your city or whatever like that is oh like, my god <laughs> they have to do the whole you have to redo your whole lineup introductions like you have to start with him every single time with like take back your city like, there's so much potential in marketing for this man like <laughs> someone's like yeah, what about Desmond Bain? Would, that sorry, comes later I went totally off base that is not why i would like him <laughs> but no i mean like he's super strong he makes up for his lack of wingspan and size like right. he, he gets it he's unbelievably smart too <clears throat> i think he's uh I, I think he's the answer and he's the best shooter in the class for me so like by that therefore he uh he meets it totally let's right, see so next question comes from 
It's a good one. That question comes from Weasley. He says, uh, who would you take in a two versus two NBA jam style Mavs tournament? Ooh. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Mix from all eras. NBA, what, what eras? Any? All eras. Any era. NBA jam style. Okay. Because also you could say like. This answer is going to suck. And this is going to hurt both of y'all because of the names I'm about to say. No, Give me no. Jared Cunningham and Ricky Lito. Why the fuck would you do that? Lito! <laughs> Max out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! I hate you. I'm thinking. I'm playing the long game here, man. You gotta, you gotta run and transition. I don't know. I sucked at NBA Jam. I'm also not the right person to be asking this. <laughs> let's see, NBA Jam all time. So any like, let's see, all time apps like anybody, pair any with anybody. I would go. Okay, okay. I'd go Sean Marion. <laughs> I'll go Sean Marion and DSJ. I think that would be an awesome NBA Jam pair. What the fuck, dude? Oh, just so so many dunks. <laughs> And you got one guy that plays defense, can match up with most other people. Just talking two-on-two, running gun, baby. Let's go. If there's anyone that's going to actually be able to do a front flip into a dunk, it's Dennis Smith. <laughs> like, that's, that's what's going to happen. Oh, Fair. That's a good pick. If some draft person's pick. going to do it. Like, yeah, I'm not talking real NBA. I'm talking fucking NBA draft. I'm trying to think, trying to think, I'm trying to think NBA jam style. I'm trying to think. Uh, man, I haven't played NBA jam in a while. Damn. I'm thinking, uh, get, get your elbow, get your elbow away from your mic. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, sorry, my any era. Let's see. Uh, I was wondering what happened to you. <laughs> he fell into a manhole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see any era. Who do I want, man? I don't know. Dirk always has to be in there somewhere. Michael Finley Dirk. would probably be a really good NBA. Oh, dude. Dirk and Finley, Finn. Damn. I just don't think Dirk would be a fun. Like, I mean, young Dirk. I guess we all forget. Well, he's not even fun in two K. Yeah, <laughs> Dirk is the least fun person to play with in two K. And I'm just like, God, I. It's hard to so talk to young people about Dirk. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's kind of like when you're, you're showing it's, – it's like when people talk about, like, how good Bob Cousy was. <laughs> it's just like, all right. Like, yeah, well, wow, he could dribble with his left hand. Wow, holy shit. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm going to go Dirk and Luca. Going easy. Easy mode on this one. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next question. Let's see. Jonas asks – I want another big man, not Levine or Beal. What do you think? Uh, I mean, so are we really neither, turning down borderline all-stars? No, well, I Levine <laughs> but, but also, like, yeah, it's like, so you're saying you want big men instead of two very good guards. That's what, that's the way it's sounding. Okay, so, so let's, let's, let's trade for Mo Bamba. Let's, let's get this happening, you know? Fucking Jesus. The guy we were supposed to draft in the couple years ago, anyway. But <laughs> no, dude, I, I definitely, if Levine or Beal are up for grabs, I'm taking either one of those. You yeah. know, I mean, obviously, like a big man would be cool, but like, they're not no. big, a bigger man, I should say. Yeah, bigger um, man. Yeah, than who we have. I mean, like, it's just it's hard to put two big men, it's hard to build around two big men in this NBA. Like, how many Well, Detroit did it. They got it with Drummond and Griffin, and now look how True, and I forgot I forgot Drummond is uh, the most polarizing player on Maps Twitter, too. <laughs> Shout out, Grant. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely would go for – I would definitely go for Levine or Beal. Mm-hmm. I realistically, probably Levine's probably one of the more realistic choice out of those two at the moment, but – I don't know yeah. what Chicago's doing. I don't – I don't – I, I, like, I – They have cool jerseys, though. <laughs> yeah, they got a new yeah the Chicago musical jerseys. Yeah, cool as fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I just don't know what what the Bulls are doing as far as like, all right, are you building around Levine? Well, evidently not, because now you're like you just drafted Kobe White, and now they and he doesn't seem to be a a real 
playmaker. I don't know. You got Laurie Markkinen that's not doing anything. I want to see Laurie Markkinen on a good team. I think he'd be a, a great stretch four, <laughs> but they, they're not using him. He's just like, all right, you're now basically Steve Novak. Just wait in the corner while Levine does some, you know. Cool stuff. Does his <laughs> James, James Harden impression. Like, yeah. all right. Let's see. Next question comes from oh, – what's his real name? Because I want – okay. His, like, screen name is Gucci Danucci, which is hilarious. <laughs> I think his real name is Dylan. But, uh, look, he did it, he he did it all for Danucci. Danucci. So you can get a safety. Please, no, no, please no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he says, should Dallas trade their picks or keep them? I think we're going to answer this. Yes. Um, I would say trade them unless it's for something really good. Otherwise, just stay pat. <laughs> but, trade up for Precious. <laughs> I mean – I saw who was it? I think it was Sam Vecini or Chad uh, Chad Ford, John Hodrick, one of them. They said Precious's range is nine to eighteen. And I thought it was interesting that he said to eighteen. Like I mean, Dallas, I think it's one hundred percent in on him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just I just saw this like what's something that like I I always look for like specifically with the Mavericks. I think Dorian Finney Smith is like the best fit type of player for us. It's like who's a guy that can make up for both Kristaps and Luca's the fit defensive uh, inefficiency. And who's also someone that can hit an open shot. Like those are two things that you need. And like, if you have a seven foot two guard that is Porzingis out in the perimeter, it's good to have someone that's tenacious with rebounding in defense. Like that could guard both perimeter yeah. and inside. That's what you need. Uh, let's see. Next question is for uh, Mr. Richard. Uh, he, uh, Cade, Caden asks one sleeper. You, you one sleeper who could fall to 31 and what are your thoughts on Poku? Cool um, name, but uh, easiest question. Elijah Hughes is my guy. Um, as I hinted at earlier, like if I if if there's one player who I could see being like the steal of the draft kind of best player, like I mean I'm all in on him. Uh, so easily him. I do think he goes first round, but he could be there at 31. Um, Poku, I don't know where to stand. He's he's unbelievably raw. Plays terrible competition, but man, like seven foot guards just don't come around. Like, that's true yeah he, if you can afford to swing at him i wouldn't do it if i'm dallas but if you can afford it like if you're brooklyn who has literally nothing to lose like i mean they are the one team i think that has the most flexibility them in minnesota any of those teams that just kind of have like eh, who cares if it misses and he like he never comes over do it like yeah. i mean you could even make the argument for some of those lottery teams nice so real quick i don't know if this is a question or not I'm out on Denny Avija. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see where he fits in an NBA roster. And he's like seems to be like the most talked about person in prospect yeah. Twitter in YouTube. Like, yeah. So he's, I don't see it. <laughs> he's a right. Swiss Army knife. He right. needs the right team. Uh, I'm still not sold on the jump shot. You know, it's been a big thing on social media and like even in the return of his league, uh, they've had. You know, he's improved his jump shot for sure. He still can't really shoot on the move, which is worrisome, but incredible passer, great defender. He has a good first step. He's a pretty good athlete. Um, he needs to work on his left hand. He's a little bit raw, um, but I think I think he sticks just because of that. The two-way playmaking forward is mm. just a – that's a coveted thing, you know, and he's, he can play the two, three, and four. So yeah. I, I think he sticks, but I don't know if he's a star. By any means. Right. You know, like he, he's probably going to play the Iguodala role from Golden State, like which – not finals MVP you could all like <laughs> everything yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. Such a weird <laughs> sentence. 
I know M- NBA Finals MVP. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Stardust. I know. Should have been LeBron. Should really should have been a LeBron, or at least just give it to Curry. Come on. Yeah, Curry needs one. Like anyway. Yep. <laughs> next question comes from. His name is a literal chimp. Love it. <laughs> he says, "So if we were to trade up in the draft lottery or in the lottery, uh, who, would trade, who would we trade with, and uh, who should we draft based on our likely position?" Uh, so anywhere from anywhere from fifteen to twelve, I would say is what eighteen and thirty-one gets you. So that's Sacramento, New Orleans, Boston, and Orlando. Uh, because I think you do have to jump Portland. Portland has a lot of the same needs as us. They need the mm, wings, yeah. the three and D, uh, shooting, just defense, whatever, big men almost. Um, not really big men, actually. They have Nurkic. But <clears throat> they have a lot of similar needs, so you kind of have to jump them to get the guy you want. Um, I mean, actually, for now that I say that, I'm pretty sure they're taking Jay Scrub, who's a uh, side topic. He's a D2 prospect. Could have gone to – he was a Louisville commit, super talented, like athletic shot creator wing which is obviously pretty coveted. It seems like they're going to take him. So maybe you have to jump Orlando. I don't know. Um, but theoretically, what Portland needs, you have to jump what, you know, them. Yeah. Um, I would – I think Sadiq Bey is who you have to get. You have to figure out who is highest on him. Uh, I think teams are looking at him in the top ten just because he's the typical three and D. He's a wet yeah. – the best way I've described him is, like, the Mavs fell in love with Wesley Matthews after an Achilles tear, right? Yeah. This is he's Wesley's Matthews from Portland. Like before the Achilles tear, that, that is who Best Sadiq Bay is. He, he loves post ups too, which is a win for the Mavs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not not for the fans. That one is some, no, somewhere he, somewhere out there. Like Rick Carlisle just got like a little horny, like just a little yeah. bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. he he's very similar. He doesn't he doesn't generate a lot of turnovers, but he also doesn't make mistakes. He makes a lot of good passes. Doesn't make any advanced passes. Um, He's just a good player. He shot 45% from three. That's not a – I mean, that's – the back, he has the free throw percentage to back it up. Like, he shoots over defenders. He's 6'8". Totally. He's not crazy. He's not a really good athlete. But, like, again, if you get Wesley Matthews, like, that's the guy I think – and I'm not too high on him. I think he's pretty overrated by most of Twitter. Um, but if you can get him, you probably have to – I mean, I think Sacramento is the team to jump. If you can get to 11, you probably get him. And that's who Dallas – I really think Dallas is targeting him. Nice. I like it. Let's see. Next question go is from Amit. He says, uh, should the Mavs trade for Levine or Dinwiddie? If so, what's a realistic trade scenario? Uh, I love both those guys very much. So I absolutely would trade, but, you know, to try to get those guys. Um, obviously, I think our, our picks have to be involved in there somewhere. Um, I know on, Twi- on Mavs Twitter, it's definitely a uh, – Everyone's like, how can we get rid of uh, DeLon Wright? And how can we get rid of uh, Justin Jackson? You know? I just don't think DeLon Wright is something that, that gets you either of those players. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. It's just like I just got some draft that doesn't help you. The yeah. Mavs are so easily beaten in trade offers too. I just yeah. – I don't buy the Levine stuff also. There's no way Dallas can win that sweepstakes. Like, that's – no. I, I don't buy Levine. Maybe maybe Dinwiddie. You could make an argument for Dinwiddie. Yeah. You're right. I would say that Sacramento's got but the best package for for Levine, and plus they were they they signed him uh, when he was a restricted yeah. free agent. So they tried to out. And and Buddy healed for Levine is a much better building block than yep. If we Buddy healed in twelve would we'll do it right. Thj and yeah. eighteen doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Even they though he just opted in, so he did just opt in. Yeah. Him and Willie Cauley. Mm-hmm. Stein apparently. 
uh, which is good for them, you know, because they got to get their money this year. But, um, yeah, uh, I would definitely prefer either one of those guys, really. Uh, again, I think a realistic trade is going to have to involve, you know, picks, players that aren't Justin Jackson or <laughs> or Dillon Wright, you know. Unfortunately, I think, like, Maxie's a name that I think would probably have to go in that one. I don't know. You know, I wouldn't want to give I wouldn't want to get rid of Dorian over Maxi though, but I don't know. It's probably something like that. Um yeah. last question. Last question today. Um <laughs> Ramiro asks, NBA draft or draft beer? How about this? Uh NBA about... draft. <laughs> I was like, how about a draft beer while watching NBA draft? Yeah, an NBA, an NBA draft beer is a, is the the clear answer here. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do on Wednesday. So <laughs> it's got great hops, you know. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a lot of crisp, potential. Crisp, crisp delivery, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like I like saying like lateral quickness is like the thing when I say when I don't know what a prospect is. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, I was just like, hey, guys got Adobe. guys got great lateral quickness. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, especially it, like NFL draft time. God, I have, I that's, shit, that's so many different players. Like that is like, it's one thing to watch a lot of different basketball and like guys will stand out. It's a little easier to see it. Like, but if you're like watching defensive line play, fuck me, that is some thorough <laughs> observation. All right. Uh, that was our last question. That was our last question. That was it. God, guys, thank you guys so much. A special thanks to uh, Richie. Thank you so much for uh, helping us with this draft insight. I think everyone here is smarter on the draft uh, since you joined this pod. Uh, once listening to this, like their thank brain you. will become so big, it becomes their own beanbag chair of draft knowledge. So thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate the time, uh, effort, and all, like, just all the work you do. You're one of my favorite Twitter followers. So uh, follow him appreciate at it. Mavs Draft, everybody. Um, he is, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you again so much for joining us. Um, Want to thank all of our uh, Mavs fans for the lives. Thank you so much for listening to the pod. Thanks for submitting questions. We really appreciate you listeners. Um, thanks for following us on all the social media stuff. Uh, we do have an Instagram. We'll be updating that more soon. Uh, another thing, we actually have our giveaway contest. I almost forgot about it, so I wanted to announce that really quick. Um, the contest, we uh, I got access to some of the uh, in-game swag that was going to be handed out to uh, some people during the 2020 season. Um, uh, special thanks to my, uh, I guess it's cousin-in-law. It's my cousin's wife. So she she was doing some work with the Mavs Foundation, and they basically let her into the warehouse and be like, hey, pick what you want. Um, so <laughs> stuff that they were going to give away this season. So we have a MFFL hat, uh, a Mavs uh, mask, uh, protective mask, as well as a Mavs towel that will be given away. The contest was come up with your best Mavs-related pun. And I've got two here, and we're going to decide on the pod who wins. We have uh, a submission from – sorry, I'm going to pull this up real quick – I need to read them out loud so everyone knows. So uh, my, my personal favorite um, comes from Rutuj. What did the investors say when the Wright brothers accepted, to, accepted the sale for their patent? Deal on, right? Deal on, right. Jesus. <laughs> okay. God. And uh, we also have uh, a submission from, uh, from Mitch or from Mitchell uh, with a little bit Miss Kwan from Mad TV uh, said, "What did the criminal look like? He look he looked like a man." Oh my god! That one. <laughs> that one. So 100%. absolutely, 
Hundred percent, Luke like man. So, uh, Mitch, yeah. you've won this thing. Uh, Rook we're gonna send something out to you as well, bud. We are, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're gonna make the. I actually have two packages. That was the surprise. We have two packages that we'll be sending out to people. So, uh, we will send that uh, best we can as soon as we can. Uh, we're gonna DM you guys to uh, get addresses and things like that, and we can tell you when that was. So, congratulations on winning this Mavs swag giveaway. Thank you for now emptying emptying out part of uh, my closet, which I desperately desperately needed the space. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Ruben, anything you want to add before we head out of here? Nope, that, nothing. Excellent. Again, thank you, Richie. Uh, thank you, Ruben. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week. Later, guys. Later.